Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go do that voodoo that you do so You got Wimbledon, but that's done. You got some golf going, but that's in Scotland. But they are playing down in Kentucky, too. You got NBA Summer League now. I know you're just chomping at the bit for that. Some international soccer. But boy, no baseball. We're in the dog days here. We're just trying to get to August. Start getting a glimpse of what's going on on a football field, both professionally and over at Purdue. Just a couple of weeks, you got to stretch it out. Ugh. We'll still put on a show for you here. Still got stuff to talk about. Let's do it. We'll start Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, it's the big news of the day, and we'll discuss it further here in a little bit. But Cannon Catchings has announced that uh, he's done with Brownsburg High School. He's going to join Overtime Elite that's a developmental league out in Atlanta. Uh, they just popped out uh, Amen and Asur Thompson. So there's a path to the pros here. It does allow Catchings to retain his college eligibility. He also does get some money somewhere in here as well. So he's got that going for him. But yeah, catchings, no Brownsburg High School, going to overtime elite. Um, there is the Scottish Open, but at the Barbasol Championship, which is down in Kentucky, Purdue alum Tyler Duncan off the course with a round of even after day one. Four birdies for him. Does leave him down in 86th, though. The uh, Colts might have something to worry about here. Titans have emerged as the betting favorite to land free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Went from plus 500 down to minus 300 real quick. Is there anything official? No. Does somebody know something? Uh, That's a great question. But that's where the uh, that's where the betting market has hit. It's down to or it's up to minus one seventy five now. But it was a huge jump yesterday. I mean, at that point, I'm thinking to myself, take somebody else with the longer odds. You see that happen. Somebody thinks they know something, or somebody tweets out something, and everybody runs to go put the money down on. It, thinks it's a sure thing. But here we are. So nothing for sure yet, but that's out there. And that would affect the AFC South, obviously. 
Division One Men's Basketball Committee says that it spent time talking about expanding the NCAA tournament this week, but, quote, expanding the 68-team field is not imminent. Oh, thank God. Oh, it would have been the worst idea ever. Yes, let's expand the field to get some sub-500 teams in there. Because, you know, we're missing in March. We're missing bad teams playing really good teams. It's one thing to expand to allow a few you know, mid-majors in when we did that. I, I got that. I understood that. But now we're getting to the point where we were letting in team. We would be letting in more teams that just don't deserve to be in. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Zach Eady last night attends the ESPY Awards up for Best Male College Athlete. And, well, nobody seemed to know. Three-hour show. It was live. And they never gave away the award. Nor did they give away the female college athlete award. But Zach does not win it. It does go to Caleb Williams. Uh, and then Caitlin Clark, Iowa basketball player, gets the uh, female award. They went and did the best. Uh, the, they did the breakthrough female athlete, but uh, not uh, not the college one. They announced that later on like a sports center. Isn't that ridiculous? That's so stupid. Aviators last night, 12-2 over the Dans. Mikey Scott, 4 for 5, 3 runs, 3 RBIs and a homer. James Jett, 3 for 4, 2 runs, 5 RBIs and a homer. Flyboys out tonight. They will face Chillicothe on the road tomorrow. Overall, the Aviators still trail the paints 5.5 on the season. And there you go. That would be today's need-to-know news. Yeah, like I said, it's, man, this Thursday. It's not action-packed. There's some stuff, but everybody's kind of uh, on, everybody's on vacay. Everybody's chilling. It's the way it is the end of July. Well, the good news is we'll have some baseball back uh, tomorrow. Everybody's back in action for you on Friday, which is nice. Cubs are going to host Boston. Professor on the mound against uh, Brian Bello. Both these guys are 3.04 ERAs exactly. And then the White Sox just hoping, and I doubt we'll hear anything, but uh, White Sox just hoping that Luis Robert Jr. Uh, is going to be good to go. That lost four out of five going into the break, but you'll love Kopech on the mound versus Charlie Morton, who's already got nine wins on the season. That one down in Atlanta as well. And the Braves have been pretty darn good. 60-29 and 29 on the year. They're 30-15 and 15 at home. Early line already is Atlanta minus 250, Sox plus 205. It's going to get even uglier uh, unless they go out and get Luis Robert Jr. Also yesterday, uh, the White Sox acquired right-hander Mike Mayers from the Royals in exchange for cash considerations. 
Bears 31, 1 and 2, 6.15 ERA and 6 appearances, two starts this season. He's 12 and 11 with a 5.21 ERA and 204 career appearances. Eight of them starts Cardinals, the Angels, and the Royals. But, like I said, no word on Robert. Hopefully it's not serious. I said yesterday, after he didn't play in the All-Star game, I mean, why? You're not moving him. I just figure, shut him down for the weekend. And you're not exactly a favorite Going into that series in Atlanta, you're definitely behind, so I don't know. Let him sit the weekend. Be safe. You got to get him back. It's not like they're going to make a charge or anything either. Right? I'm not saying shut him down for the year or anything, but you're eight back in the AL Central. I really don't think you're climbing that ladder. You know, Cleveland's 45 and 45. Are you really climbing that ladder and winning the AL Central? I don't think so. Plus, on top of that, you're probably sellers. Dylan Cease, maybe Tim Anderson. Think of the future. Don't mess them up. Think of the future. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. And uh, Cannon Catching's going to uh, overtime elite. What does that mean for Purdue? Why do you make this move? Is this good for Purdue fans? Is this bad for Purdue fans? Like, let's run this down because I don't know that a lot of people are terribly familiar with this, what this all means. We'll talk about it next. It is the Hammer Down Show. 1017 AM or 101765 Look at this on TMZ Sports. Espy's after party. It's uh, Zach Eady and John Jones shadow boxing. Some rooftop bar. Hey, I love it. Maybe he can take on the winner Zuckerberg and uh, Elon after that. But uh, I do love the fact that uh, it's on TMZ. It does refer to him as seven foot four Purdue hoop star Zach Eady with multiple explanation points. And it's got to be kind of cool to meet John Bones Jones, man. That's a legend. Absolute legend in the fighting game. Look at that. Getting themselves on TMZ. Let's go. This is good stuff. All right, so uh, by now, uh, I'm sure you're starting to hear this news about Cannon Catchings. He's going to join Overtime Elite. It's a developmental program in Atlanta. Just produced two lottery picks. And your initial thought is, oh, 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 hold on a second here. I was supposed to be coming to Purdue. Well, yes. Still happening. We're good. For now. Uh, what? You got to think of this as like going to a prep school. You know, it's it's a little bit of a bummer because, hey, it's another chance to get another Indiana Mr. Basketball, I think. Because he certainly 
would have been one of the guys in the conversation. But from a developmental standpoint, the talent that he surrounds himself with and that will he he will be developing with practices and competition, I you know no res, no disrespect to Indiana high schools, but it will be markably better than what he would have been facing at Brownsburg. I that's that's just facts. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> when you got lottery picks playing in the league, I, I that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm sure getting that uh, a holiday weekend match against Cascade really isn't going to um, make him better. But a chance to maybe spread his wings a little bit, make some money. Um, this is starting to pick up a little bit of hype as well, this league. I mean, this makes it, it's almost like having a red shirt year before you come onto campus. So overall, this is good. It's not the end of the world. Now, is there a scenario where Cannon loves it, he stays there, and then he goes to the NBA after that? Yeah, sure, sure. Or jumps into G League, something. Yeah, sure. I mean, you really, uh, until, until they set foot on this campus, I think we've all learned that uh, you can't take anything for granted, right? I mean, did football just not have a football player that they had in the directory? Everything was set to go, and all of a sudden he was down at, in Florida instead? So it shouldn't be... Uh, don't be surprised if something like that were to happen. But there's been no indicators that that's going to be the case. They're still going to come here and play. And you go down to Atlanta for a year. Maybe you want to come back up here and uh, be close to the family for a little bit. Play ball. Play collegiate ball. And for as nice as overtime elite can be um, for some of these youngsters, it's a whole nother level to be college basketball superstars. It's a whole new thing. You just keep your fingers crossed that it, it, it still goes. That, that's all you can do as a fan anymore. And just because he goes and does this, does not, it, it's not a nail in the coffin. It's just not. But, like I said, with anything else in, in, in recruiting these days, nothing is certain until that LOI is signed. And even then, you got kids that ask to get out of those things. So until he steps on campus, I... What are you gonna do? Now, is this is this the right? Him and his family seem to think this is the right move for him. I tend to agree. The things that he probably needs to work on are things that he'll probably get at overtime elite. Brownsburg's a perfectly uh, good community with 
A lot of good support over there. Solid coaching. But perhaps this route, I think, might prepare him for what's ahead of him better than a senior year at Brownsburg High School. So I think of anything here, people can almost all agree that, you know, going to like a prep school or an OTE here uh, is a good move for somebody, a player of his caliber. But I think we'd all be lying if you don't get like a little bit of a little nervous twinge that it's overtime elite. You're just playing with a, a much higher skilled team and opponents in doing that. And that's what's going to make that young kid better. So we'll see. Hopefully it helps. It finds his groove. Um, but if, as a Purdue fan to see this, you say, hey, best of luck, young man. Sounds like this is going to be a good experience for you. And that's all you can do. It's not time to start going and and uh, sulking in a corner or anything like that. Be fine. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I think that's kind of the way that I've gotten um, with recruits. If they're going to make a different decision, they're going to make a different decision. That's why we call them uh, soft verbals. leaves room, but all indications right now are everything's still on track. This is still the plan. People freaked out, uh, what, a few months ago? Over what? Some Instagram unfollows? And it turned out to be okay. So yeah, why don't we just pump the brakes on any of the uh, doomsaying here, and uh, let's just be happy for this kid. Hope he continues to develop Gets a little bit bigger. I love his gaming. You watch the highlights of this kid? Go to YouTube. Get real excited for him. I mean, his size and what he's able to do. I've been impressed. Put some more muscle on this kid. And that's everybody at that age. Put some more muscle on that kid. Metabolisms are in overdrive. It'd be hard to put on muscle sometimes. But he certainly has the frame for it. That's for sure. Uh, we'll take another break here. We'll come right back. Stick stick around. Got more Hammer Down Show for you next. 1017 The Hammer 101. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. And thank the sports gods. Reason will prevail. At least with the NCAA committee. Men's basketball committee says there was talk of expanding the NCAA tournament. We went back and we mentioned this. Oh, we talk about this like May, maybe April, May. This came up. Though expanding to 6018 field is not imminent. Good. You are diluting a good thing if you do that. I mean, to expand it further is. What are you doing? You're going to expand the play-in? Is that what you're going to do? 
Give everybody two weeks off while you run these teams rampant? Like, can't do that. You can't double the field, can you? That's ridiculous. I understand that the 16s and the 15s and the 14s are doing a little bit better than they ever have. But to continue to add in lesser teams, just what what are we doing? Yeah, I know the Purdue jokes aside for you, but how into are these? Are you staying up until 11 o'clock to watch like a uh, one seed from the West Coast beat up on uh, Drake? You're not. You don't care. The spread is already into the 20s. I don't want more matchups like that. Now, somewhere in the middle, they get a little bit more competitive. They get a little bit more competitive against these, you would think, smaller schools a better chance to get in. But you know that's not what's going to happen unless you start saying, hey, the whoever makes the conference final in their conference tournament, they both get in. Like you're just not going to let the best teams in. It's not going to happen. Do not water down what is good about a making that tournament and then b what we love about the tournament. You're you're making it. You're you're forcing it. I don't like it. We're at a good cutoff spot as it is. Every year we come dangerously close to a sub-500 team making it in because of the conference championships. And those are always neat stories. But they don't have happy endings. They just don't. You take a look at where the cutoff for the tournament was. The lowest net-ranked team to get in. And an at-large bid was Arizona State down at 61. They were 23 and 13. There were three teams in the net higher than them. That you would say, okay, well, they deserve maybe more to be in. At least with the 68, they would. This is who would have snuck in. Utah Valley. 25 and 9 out of whatever conference they're in, 2 and 3 in quad one. Fine. Michigan at 18 and 16, which you know they didn't deserve to be in. 2 and 12 in their quad one. Ohio State at 16 and 19. 49th in the net. 3 and 13 in quad one. Come on. And on and on it goes. Texas Tech, 16 and 16, right below Arizona State. You want 16 and 16 Texas Tech in? Cincinnati, 22 and 13. Okay, well, maybe, right? One and nine in the quad one.
You know, Kent State gets in because they win their tournament, but they're 26 and 7 at least. They may be 0 and 4 in quad one, but at least they did something to get there. I don't want to reward the mediocrity. It should mean something for you to qualify for the NCAA tournament, whether it's an at-large bid or you win your conference tournament. We already give everybody a chance to get in. If you're good enough to get in, you can go, you know, go through the tournament. Do that. Even if you fail during the regular season, you still have a chance to get in. That's the expanded tournament. It all starts with the conferences. But I don't want to expand this field to start letting in like a 16-7 Florida team and a 19-15 Virginia Tech. And teams in major conferences that had their chance. And they weren't up to snuff in these conferences. So why should they get another chance to win a national championship? When they have multiple opportunities to prove that they belong in that tournament. I, that's, why are we expanding it to let them in? You play in a Power 5 conference, you have a chance to win that conference tournament. And you have the easiest chance to make a case to make it into an at-large. Say what you want about Northwestern, but they have a much better chance of getting into the field than Sam Houston. Than Hofstra. Than Indiana State or Akron. Because they have the schedule that lets them play in quad one games. Opportunities to play in quad one games. That also gives them an opportunity to win quad one games. Also, if you were going to expand this, now, all of a sudden, a tougher schedule to get into the tournament, eh, it don't mean so much, does it? That strength of schedule don't mean as much. A little bit for the seeding. But if you're trying to make the tournament... I don't like it. I'm glad they came to their senses on this. Because I guarantee you they took a look around and said, hey, we can make a lot more money if we can play a lot more games. And money makes everybody happy, makes all the institutions happy. We can do this at the expense of the kids. Stop. It's about as perfect as it can be. And there's not a lot of instances in sports today where you can make it as perfect as it can be when it comes to deciding a champion. I mean, it's absolutely... People take days off of work just to sit at home and watch this thing. They'll schedule medical procedures because they know they're going to be at home. They'll watch these things. The BCS is fine, and bowl football season is fine. 
But there's not a whole lot of people that are trying to take multiple days off of work so they can watch all the bowl games, right? It's not happening. NFL playoffs are on the weekend. Hey, those are nice. Those are stacked up. Thanksgiving and stuff, those are nice stacked up. But it's not the NCAA tournament. They can't get college football figured out. Leave this be. People always say, I don't understand the desire to want to change this. I do. It's the money. They would like more money. The NCAA is in a place right now where they just say, yeah, nobody's following our rules, but hey, you know what? Now he might as well start thinking about making the money. Everybody else seems to be thinking about making the money, and we might as well as well. That's what I'm talking about, expanding that college football playoff, right? That's more money. Now, we're going to love it when they finally do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm on board with it. More TV, more ads, more money. So I'm a little bit surprised that Greed didn't win out on this one. I'm thankful for it. The NCAA tournament is perfect. Let's please, please not mess with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Which usually means we got to leave the NCAA out of it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We will wrap it up here on the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer, 1017. Hammer Down Show is back. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Justelitis. On a uh, Thursday without any, they call it without sports. They got Summer League going on, I guess, right? All right, let's get to some of the things we may have missed. Um, you know, we, we all love Rondell Moore here over there on the Cardinals, who are now the betting favorites to have the lowest win total of the season. Got rid of the coach, Kyler Murray, coming off the ACL. And here's some, here's some choice quotes from a latest interview. I got to respect the person or understand the ins and outs or the rhymes and reasons for what we are doing. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be coachable. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But if that expletive ain't working, at some point, we all have to look in the mirror. As far as growing from my rookie year to now, learning how to be one with your emotions, understanding how to talk to people. Some people are able to take the harsh way, and I am naturally that way. Or do I need to give them a little love? And that's part of the quarterback position. And what can I do better? How can I be better? How can I make guys around me better? It's a team sport. We'll all have to be locked in. Really? I'm going to listen and be coachable, but if it's not working, everybody needs to look in the mirror. I.e., listen, you can come in here with some fancy idea, and I'll try it, but the second it doesn't work, it's going on you. It's not my fault if I don't believe in it. I'm going to go out there and try to however much I want to try. That's the way I take that. How can I do better? How can I make guys around me better? Uh, I don't know, but maybe maybe sending a better message that we all need to get on the same page. We can do this. Let's go. Not, 
yeah, I'll listen to the coach and I'll try, but if it's not working, it's not on me. Now, I'm not saying before they had Kyler Murray, they were in a uh, in a great position at quarterback. But I'll tell you what, I... I feel like this guy is just criminally underachieved. And I don't understand why Rondell Moore isn't being worked in even more. I, you got two of the fastest guys in the league. It's, it, it, it makes no sense to me. And then there's that whole, you know, when Call of Duty does something, whatever, he's terrible the next uh, week, whenever they release an update or something. Like the picture I have of Kyler Murray is not, not a good one. And you would think that somebody in his crew is like, listen, we really got to seem like we're all in here. And not, well, if it happens, you know, it might not be my fault. Uh, yeah. Just doesn't sound like a guy I'd want to go and play for. Does it sound like for you? No. Uh, best of luck to Dick Vitale, who announced that um, bad pathology report. Right? Just got over the melanoma and the lymphoma. Vocal cord cancer. You kidding me, man? Good news is he says there's an extremely high cure rate. And he hopes to be back in the saddle again in the fall. I know he loves doing the games. I know some people feel some kind of way because of his allegiances and all that stuff. But you can't argue that he's not synonymous with the game of college basketball. I mean, he's a pillar. That is a voice for so many years. The fact that he's struggling with the voice, and he's been struggling with the voice, I, my heart goes out to him. Am I the biggest Dickie V fan in the world? And no. But I do recognize what he's contributed and what he's meant to the game of college basketball for so many years. And he still remains an important part of it. So I, I really, I best of luck there, Dickie V. Best of luck. But at one point, I almost want to be like, hey, listen, man. If you wanted to call a career and go and enjoy your time and, and stop trying to rush back and do this kind of stuff, I think anybody would think less of you. I certainly wouldn't. I, I think at one point it's just time to hang it up and enjoy life. But he enjoys doing basketball, so what can you do? Good luck, man. Finally, uh, tomorrow probably more like tonight, is the end of the running of the Bulls. Because every July 7th through the 14th in Papalona, Spain, and I never understood this thing. Never. Why in the world are you paying money to run down a stone street in hopes of not being killed. 
yeah, we all done our stupid stuff in college. I get it. But this seems like such a dumb way to go out. What does this prove? That you're fast? That you're brave? You're more cunning than a charging animal that just wants to run over? I don't even know what this proves. What does this do? It's one of the weirder traditions in the world for me. We all love seeing people get absolutely destroyed by the bull. I root for the bull. I think if you're stupid enough to want to be involved in this, leave the poor animal alone, man. He's just trying to live his bull life. Not run down the road and destroy you. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll wrap up the week back here on 101.